0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to SNAP Eats third quarter 2022 earnings conference call. At this time, participants are in a listen-only mode. I would now like to turn the call over to David O'Meter, Head of Investor Relations.
1: Thank you, and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to SNAP's third quarter 2022 earnings conference call. With us today are Evan Spiegel, Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder, Jerry Hunter, Chief Operating Officer, and Derek Anderson, Chief Financial Officer. Please refer to our Investor Relations website at investor.snap.com to find today's press release, slides, investor letter, and investor presentation. This conference call includes forward-looking statements which are based on our assumptions as of today. Actual results may differ materially from those expressed in these forward-looking statements, and we make no obligation to update our disclosures. For more information about factors that may cause actual results to differ materially from forward-looking statements, please refer to the press release we issued today, as well as risks described in our most recent Form 10-Q, particularly in the section titled Risk Factors. Today's call will include both GAAP and non-GAAP measures. Reconciliations between the two can be found in today's press release. Please note that when we discuss all of our expense figures, they will exclude stock-based compensation and related payroll taxes, as well as depreciation and amortization and non-recurring charges. Please refer to our filings with the SEC to understand how we calculate any of the metrics discussed on today's call.
2: With that, I'd like to turn the call over to Evan. Hi everyone, and thank you all for joining us. While our business continued to face significant headwinds this quarter, we took action to further focus our business on our three strategic priorities of growing our community and deepening their engagement with our products, re-accelerating and diversifying our revenue growth, and investing in augmented reality. We believe that we can be successful in this new operating environment, but we must rigorously prioritize our investments and continue to delight our community with our products while driving success for our advertising partners. Growing our community and engagement is one of our most important inputs to long-term success because it increases our overall revenue opportunity and strengthens our network effects. Our team remains focused on expanding our product offering and deepening engagement with our global community which increased 19% year-over-year to reach 363 million daily active users. Our revenue grew 6% year-over-year to 1.13 billion, and we generated adjusted EBITDA of 73 million and free cash flow of 18 million. We were focused on increasing our share of wallet as growth in the overall digital advertising segment slows, by working to increase the return on advertising spend delivered by our direct response advertising platform, as we believe these are the most defensible advertising budgets in a challenged economic environment. To achieve this, we are investing in driving scalable lower funnel performance for our advertising partners and making improvements to our ad platform and auction dynamics so that we can continue to deliver strong returns on advertising spend. Our camera has evolved into a leading platform for augmented reality. Our AR products and services are already driving a major impact at scale today, as Snapchatters use our services to shop, play, learn, explore, and entertain themselves. This quarter, we announced several new valuable partnerships, innovative AR experiences, and new AR features and capabilities in Lens Studio. Over 250 million people engage with augmented reality on Snapchat every day. Accelerating our lead in augmented reality helps us build a durable competitive advantage that comes from investing over the long term, building sophisticated technical tools and capabilities, and growing a platform that is increasingly differentiated and difficult to replicate. This momentum and the creative energy of the Snapchat community makes us incredibly excited about the future of augmented reality. As part of our reprioritization efforts, we have reorganized our team to better meet the challenges of the current environment and to make as much progress as possible, as quickly as possible, in the areas of our business that we are able to control. In particular, there is a significant opportunity to improve coordination and prioritization across our engineering, sales, and product teams. In an effort to realize this opportunity, we promoted Jerry Hunter to Chief Operating Officer. Jerry leads our monetization efforts across our three operating regions, EMEA, APAC, and Americas, as well as our engineering, growth, partnerships and content, AR Enterprise, and SMB teams. Jerry has repeatedly demonstrated operational rigor at scale, leading our business through several challenging transitions, including the build out of our advertising platform, the rebuild of our Android products, our infrastructure optimizations, And most recently significant investments in our platform integrity team with that i'm excited to introduce cherry
3: thanks evan and thank you everybody for joining our call i see significant opportunities for our business in the years ahead as a business our primary focus is on driving lower funnel performance and improving yield of our inventory for advertising partners we're working to improve optimization against lower funnel objectives to drive more conversions and innovating on our advertising formats in order to make them more native and engaging. Improving our product and technical performance of our advertising platform requires tight collaboration and teamwork across sales, product, and engineering. Our renewed focus will be on creating alignment across our teams to ensure that feedback from clients helps inform our product roadmap and that each of our teams is more directly accountable for advertiser success. After years of rapid growth in the size of our team, we're focused on driving productivity in our sales organization improving our go-to-market with more clarity about the role that Snapchat plays in the lives of our community and how we can help businesses grow. We will listen to our clients clearly understand their challenges and opportunities and demonstrate how Snapchat can play a meaningful role in driving their success. We're also working hard to deliver new revenue-generating opportunities including Spotlight, augmented reality advertising, and our Snapchat Plus subscription service. We're expanding our advertising tests within Spotlight in Q4 especially as we see many opportunities to introduce advertising formats that align well with this new content viewing experience. With hundreds of millions of people using AR every day, we have a huge opportunity to help businesses reach their customers with immersive and engaging augmented reality experiences. Snapchat Plus represents an exciting opportunity to diversify our revenue streams outside of advertising. And we have a direct ability to increase subscribers with new product features and by driving awareness of our subscription offering. I couldn't be more excited to be here at SNAP, and I look forward to sharing more about our plans for 2022 and beyond. Thank you. And with that, we can begin our Q&A.
0: Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To ask a question, you may press start, then one on your touchstone phone. If you are using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing the keys. To withdraw your question, please press start, then two. In the interest of time, We ask that you please limit yourself to one question. After your initial question is asked, your line will be muted. At this time, we will pause momentarily to assemble our roster. The first question comes from the line of Eric Sheridan with Goldman Sachs.
4: Thanks so much for taking the question. Maybe I'll do a a two-parter if I can. I think first, Evan, what people still want to hear is sort of looking back over the last four or five quarters as Apple made the policy changes they did and the industry's been in this sort of transformative mode over the last 12 plus months. What have been some of the key learnings of where you found the infrastructure and the ad product maybe a less, uh, less uh, well-positioned uh, in terms of what's happened from an industry shift standpoint. And turning to the forward uh, timetable, you've obviously laid out an investment plan to sort of reposition the ad product for the long term. Can we get a better sense of like where you are in the process of repositioning the ad platform for the medium to long term? And how should we be thinking about what the pathway is in terms of headwinds versus tailwinds from a monetization standpoint?
2: Thanks. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. So, uh, you know, at a high level, we're focused on building our business for the long term. And that means that we really put our community at the center of everything that we do. And we innovate to offer products that add value to people's lives by empowering them to express themselves, live in the moment, learn about the world and have fun together. And that long term perspective is really what informs our strategy as we think about navigating this difficult macro environment that has impacted our advertising business over the past few quarters. Um, So we made the decision to reprioritize and focus our investments on our three strategic priorities, growing our community and their engagement, reaccelerating and diversifying our revenue, and investing in augmented reality. And these changes should allow us to drive continued growth in our community while delivering free cash flow, even with low levels of revenue growth. And that gives us a lot more flexibility to focus on the long term in an environment where the cost of capital has increased uh, quite dramatically. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunity to generate incremental revenue across our platform, whether that's you know our AR platform Spotlight or the map. We've also been growing our Snapchat Plus subscription service, which is another way that we deliver value to our community and allows us to monetize the high levels of engagement that we have across our service. You know, operationally, our advertising business has become a lot more technically complex over the past few years as advertisers are working to better measure and optimize uh, their campaigns. That means that we need to drive increased coordination across our sales engineering and product teams, which is one of the reasons I'm so excited to have Jerry uh, leading these teams as our COO. I've already observed a significant change in the way that our teams are working together, and I'm really pleased to see the focus on our advertising customers driving everything uh, that they do. I mean, tactically, really that means working to make uh, conversions on our platform more observable and easier to measure, You know, whether that's more on platform or click through conversions, uh, You know, improvements to our first party tooling, third-party tooling and partnerships, uh, ad format improvements, ML and optimization improvements, and of course, you know, continuing to grow uh, our inventory. We saw about an 8% increase in impressions uh, year-over-year in the quarter, uh, which is really a function of daily active users uh, and engagement. Um, You know, and then, uh, you know, as we're we're looking uh, to the future, we've really tried to make sure that all of our investments are lined up against those three strategic priorities uh, that I mentioned, you know, community growth, revenue growth, uh, and AR, and, and that's really, uh, how, how we're going to be working through this challenging environment.
0: The next question comes from the line of Brian Nowak Morgan Stanley.
2: Great. Thanks for taking my questions. I have I've two maybe. Uh, Jerry, let me ask you a couple. So, just um, can you give us some examples of one or two of the the most important steps that you see yourself focusing on to really improve the the performance driven business and how quickly that business can, can ramp within the overall mix, just blocking and tackling. Then the second one with, with us time spent down 5% and really the core snap stories seem to be what are in decline. How do you think about sort of differentiating the pitch to, to advertisers and even users as your engagement is increasingly driven by, by short form video and long form video? Thanks.
5: Thanks for the question, Brian. Um, I'm, I'm excited about the opportunities we have for our business. Advertising has become more technical as signa- signals and measurement continue to evolve. I actually have three things I want to tell you about. First is building up the connective tissue between sales, engineering, and product. That includes feedback mechanisms into product from sales and customers, and better go-to-market planning that ensures customer success in our platform. Two is continuing to strengthen our DR business, which we know is more defensible, both in good and challenging times. We'll do this by continuing to drive our first party measurement, and we're seeing strong adoption by our top advertisers, making our systems work better with third party measurement systems like Google Analytics and continuing to improve personalization and optimization. And the third thing is bringing top talent to our three president roles for the Americas, APAC, and EMEA, one of whom, Ronan Harris, is going to join us next week. This will ensure that we're improving our focus on customers in every region and getting closer to the customer's needs. I think these priorities will set Snap up to be successful in this uncertain environment.
2: Thanks. Yeah, I can speak I, a little bit uh, to I'm the nice. content trends, uh, you know, the, that we're seeing uh, in the U.S. And, and more broadly. So, you know, at a very high level, you know, both in the U.S. and, and globally, viewership is, is up, and so that means that our overall opportunity is expanding if we can continue to increase uh, folks, you know, depth of engagement, and that's really important of course for advertisers who really value uh, the the reach that that we provide you know looking more specifically at at stories what we're finding is that while people continue to engage at really high levels with you know stories from their close friends or private stories you know especially from people that are really important to them that depth of story engagement you know as you get you get to your 200th friend or or something like that at some point you know content on spotlight or discover is is you know maybe more engaging or or more interesting and so what we're trying to do is help people transition from that friend story content that really drives that healthy uh, top of funnel and and viewership two content uh, in Spotlight and, and Discover, and both of those are, are growing nicely. Spotlight, of course, uh, is growing very, uh, very rapidly year over year, and we're, we're excited about that. I think, you know, as, as it pertains uh, to, to advertisers, as I mentioned, they're really looking for reach, but they're also looking for performance, especially in this period of time, which is why we focus so heavily on evolving our, our direct response business, uh, you know, and, and making sure that we're really delivering return on uh, ad spend for for our partners. I think. There are going to be some unique opportunities with things like Spotlight, for example, where smaller advertisers can experiment, uh, you know, with content, submitting content to Spotlight, seeing how it performs. Uh, And then, you know, if if they get some traction there and get feedback from our community, uh, they may want to, you know, turn into a direct response advertising unit and and manage that through uh, our ad platform. So I, I do think some of the content investments we're making provide new and unique opportunities for advertisers, but really, especially in this environment, the focus is going to be on reach and performance.
0: The next question is from the line of Rich Greenfield with LightShed Partners.
1: Hi, thanks for taking the question. I want this one specifically for Evan. Um, you know, I guess it's it's pretty obvious that you're a sticky utility for photo-based messaging, um, especially among sort of your core demos, but you're clearly losing engagement time spent to TikTok and maybe even other camera apps that have come onto the scene like Be Real impacting sort of overall time spent per user per day and then in turn monetization. Curious on the, I guess the most important question for you, especially on the product side is how, like how do you get people to spend more time on, on Snapchat and especially more monetizable time spent on, on Snapchat? And like, what is the plan for that in 23? Cause I think that's what investors are gonna really be anchored on as they think about your stock over the next year.
2: Hey, thanks rich yeah so you know at, at a high level as you point out snapchat provides uh, an extremely valuable utility in terms of visual messaging but you know also across our service with things like the map or our ar platform and of course content uh, as you also mentioned and so we really worked hard to diversify engagement across our products and our application opens to the camera so we've got a real strength in visual communication and augmented reality that remains under monetized which is why we've you know really focused on accelerating our revenue growth in augmented reality so that it's you know more commensurate with uh, the engagement that we're seeing there and we believe that the differentiated nature of our service is what's contributing to the daily active user growth uh, you know which grew 19% year over year to 363 uh, million daily active users uh, you know, in terms of the content uh, specifically, I, I think there's a lot of headroom, of course, uh, to continue to grow content engagement. As I mentioned, viewership has uh, expanded, and we're continuing to see a lot of demand for content uh, in Spotlight, which is growing nicely, and you know, on our Discover uh, platform. I, I think we can do a better job helping people transition from friend stories or private stories into those. Uh, types uh, of content and, you know, relative to other services where people are spending a lot of time watching content. We believe we have a lot of headroom uh, to increase content engagement. So working to improve content diversity and, and personalization to realize that uh, opportunity, you know, overall, uh, of course, uh, you know, impressions grew eight uh, percent year over year. So we are seeing uh, so, some progress there.
0: The next question is from the line of Mark Schmulich with Alliance Bernstein. Please proceed.
2: Uh, Yes, hi.
5: Thanks for taking the questions. Uh, A couple, if I may.
2: Uh, First for Evan, uh, I know with the leaked memo, there was kind of the numbers out there on, you know, internal
5: expectations for
3: 2023.
2: Uh, Any color you can share just how that's changed, given, you know, this is a fast evolving macro market and a lot of changes with kind of new executives like Jerry on board and, you know, kind of the plans in place there. Um, You know, and then secondly, Jerry, I just kind of think about kind of new levers of monetization. And I know we're talking about kind of spotlight ads coming on board here in the fourth quarter um, you know any color you can share in just kind of the roadmap of what else is there to kind of really reaccelerate uh, revenue growth you know I, I kind of look at stats like you know Samsung phones 2.5 billion snaps and so you know just how do we think about like camera kit and AR kit being monetized as well thanks Hey, thanks, Mark. Yeah, so that was an internal uh, memo that we weren't intending to share publicly, and you know, as such, had a, a number of aspirational goals, really designed to to rally the team, especially at a time when we're restructuring and refocusing our business. It's really important for our team to to see the enormous opportunity uh, that we have, you know, in front of us. Whether that's you know reaccelerating our revenue growth by improving our direct response business, better monetizing the enormous amount of AR engagement that we see, obviously in our, in our camera. And you know, continuing to to grow and and build on Snapchat Plus. So, uh, you know, we certainly see a lot of opportunity there. And, and the goal is really, as we look to 2023, in, inspiring our our team. I I remember some really challenging times in the past when expectations were really really low, and internally. We tried to, you know, really inspire our team, and that's that's what helped us deliver 50% year-over-year uh, revenue growth on average the last five years or so. So, you know, I, I think especially in really challenging times, when we've taken the necessary steps to make sure our business can be successful over the long term, you know, it, inspiring the team is, is critically important. But th- those goals are are internal
5: and, and aspirational. And I'll take the second part of that question. Uh, in addition to the work on AR and accelerating the AR business that Evan touched on, I just wanna give you a sense of how we're refocusing and realigning sales engineering and product teams around the customer. So let me give you an example of a program we started a couple months months back called the Reference Customer Program. The idea is to find customers that we wanna ensure getting the most from our platform. Um, we brought several SWAT teams together, a SWAT team that included folks from the account team, the engineering team and product teams to review every aspect of how the advertiser was using the platform. And we found that through this, we were able to help improve their implementation Better utilize features that are already in the platform, and in a couple of cases, did a little bit of feature integration work. In all those cases, the customers had higher ROI than they expected, and they were happy with our results. Now we're in the process of rolling these successes out to other customers who might have similar opportunities, and I think that that's just a product of this of bringing the teams together. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for us to just bring teams together and take advantage of what we've already got out there and have it implemented in a better way.
0: Next question comes from Ross Sandler with Barclays. Uh, hey guys, just wanted to throw
4: the macro question out. Um, so it, it sounds like it's mostly brand advertising that was weak in 3Q, and it seems like that's the area that's forecasted to really drop off as we kind of go forward here in 4Q. So you could you just maybe elaborate a little bit on what you're seeing? What's caught, co- you know, We can obviously see what's going on with the macro broadly, but um, specifically to like rest of this quarter, what commitments you're looking at that would cause those growth rates to kind of dip into the negative. Um, And then, you know, related to one of the prior questions, you're growing your DAUs almost 20% and impressions 8%. So, you know, it seems like we've just got a demand problem here, not a supply problem. Uh, Can you talk to that a little bit? Thank you. Hey there, it's Derek speaking. Thanks for the question. Uh, one, you know, yeah, in Q3, the the deceleration in revenue growth was really observed across both our direct response and the brand advertising business. With the direct response advertising, you know, growing modestly faster than the overall business, while the brand oriented advertising business declined slightly over year year in the quarter. And then in Q4, as we look forward, we expect the brand business to play a, a bigger role in the decel that we anticipate to occur as we move through the quarter. Um, and that being due to the fact that number one, the growth rates were very high in the prior year, but also it's a bigger portion of the business in Q4. You know, I think stepping back, you know, we've seen revenue growth move around over the last several months, but within a relatively tight range. So, you know, we grew about 13% in Q2, but we saw that decelerate as we moved through the quarter. And this led led us to sharing when we reported last quarter that the growth was approximately flat in the early portion of that quarter. By the end of August, you know, we when we shared the AK about the restructuring, the quarter to date revenue had improved to about eight. And so that implied things accelerated a bit. You know, with the full quarter number at six, this quarter, obviously things slowed down into about the lowest single digits in September. So, and then we've seen things move up a bit in Q in the beginning of this quarter with the early weeks being at about nine percent. And so if you sort of take that together, what we're seeing is the growth rate has moved around month to month and accelerated or decelerated a couple of times. Well, we've largely been range bound here between flat and the low teens as we continue to navigate this really difficult operating environment and i think the thing i'd share here that's really important is something we've talked about several times in recent quarters which is that it's incredibly fast and easy for advertisers to turn digital performance advertising on and off you know as they seek to calibrate their investments in their own growth and their business and that's part of what we're seeing here with the start stop on the growth rates and the excel and the decel that we've experienced so as we're navigating this, it's incredibly important that we stay focused on the inputs that we control. And you heard a lot about that from Evan and Jerry earlier around the investments that we're making to grow the community, the investments to improve the DR business, and of course, things like Snapchat Plus, which are helping to diversify the top line growth, and of course, the future of AR. And then um, to, to your other question, um, in terms of you know supply versus demand, we continue to believe we have a significant room to grow our advertising business. Um, you know. It, and so I, I do believe that you know as you've seen the macro challenges compound on some of the the platform changes we saw last year. Certainly, you know we've been demand challenged, and we continue to see a lot of opportunity to grow, grow our grow our business with ECP with impressions as you've seen in the most recent quarter with those impressions growing, but also through ECPMs as we can continue to get better at our uh, direct response business, including optimization, personalization, and ranking, which Jerry talked about a lot earlier. So. Uh, I agree with you on that point point. hopefully all of that provides a little bit of context for your question.
0: The next question is from next the line question. of Lloyd Walmsley with UBS.
5: Uh, thanks. Um, first one is just you know, You talked about expanding spotlight tests this quarter. Uh, you just talked about being kind of just demand constrained. So curious how you guys think it plays out uh, if we think about adding inventory. From Spotlight, reducing ECPM. Yeah, how responsive is the ad community to, to moving budget over uh, as that ad load ramps and CPMS come down? You know, how easy is it for advertisers to shift that creative and see ROI in the Spotlight format? And then second one, if I can, you know, you you talked about taking 450 million out of the cost base. I think it was kind of an exit 2Q annualized uh, number. Can you just talk about what kind of growth we should expect on that new cost base You know, in terms of either headcount inflation or other cost growth on, on this new base uh, heading
1: into 23? Thanks. Hey, it's Derek
4: speaking. Thanks for the question. So, in terms of the first one around monetizing Spotlight, as we look into Q4, we will expand our, our advertising tests within Spotlight. But in addition, businesses already have several mechanisms to test and learn directly within Spotlight. So businesses are able to submit content to Spotlight, see how it performs within our community, receive direct feedback from from our user base, and then use those learnings to inform their campaigns. We believe that this is a good example of how Spotlight offers an exciting new way for brands to experiment with their video creative and, and learn how to make content that inspires the community. We're also working on new tools that will enable businesses to easily promote their most engaging spotlight content, drive conversations, and and then measure their success with ad managers. So at a high level, we're really excited about the potential for spotlight, Um, but we also have a lot of room, as I just mentioned, to grow our advertising business, regardless of how and when we ramp spotlight ad ad load. So we're ramping our testing judiciously there to make sure that uh, we
1: maximize uh, the long-term value.
0: The next question is from the line of Mark Mahaney with Evercore.
1: Okay,
4: thanks, Uh, two questions please. Um, First is, uh, as you try to, uh, thoughts on um, uh, Scan 4.0 when that comes out sometime this quarter, do you think your thoughts on whether that will help you or not? And at the same time, I think you've been trying to recover signal, you've been doing a series of things to try to
1: improve
4: um, uh, ad attribution, ad targeting, just where are you on that? And then you talked about ROI in the shareholder letter. Can you just quantify like, um, for people running campaigns, consistently running campaigns, how impaired is the ROI versus where it was you know, kind of a year ago and you know, the path to getting that back to uh, levels that you had at that time? Thanks a lot.
5: Hi, this is Jerry. Um, let me talk about that first one on Scan4.0. Um, to take a step back here, we think it's critical uh, measurement is critical, and it's why we've invested so heavily in 1st first, first and third-party measurement. And Scan 4.0 is important. The coming changes are definitely need improvements to help advertisers achieve their business goals, and better campaign attribution and more granular reporting should give us even more headroom for, the, uh, for improvement. Um, for the uh, ROI part of the question, we are constantly evolving the best way we serve our advertisers We're continuing to update and improve our first-party measurement solutions, which are seeing continued adoption of our top advertisers, and they're seeing success on our platform as a result. We're also continuing to prove the way that third-party measurement systems like Google Analytics are reflecting conversions in our systems, and we're seeing positive results there too. We're also driving um, our direct response ads to better convert right on our platform. That improvement's happening through more experimentation with ML and integrating data from our privacy-protecting first-party measurement solutions so that our ranking and personalization are more effective. And I just, I, you know I want to come back to the fact that this ad space is more technical and it's just as important as the rest of these to talk about that integration between sales, engineering and product teams and the processes that ensure that our advertising partners are achieving success by a cross-functional process, tighter lines of communication and faster responsiveness to their opportunities and challenges.
3: Our
0: last question comes from the line of Brent Dill with Jefferies.
1: Uh, thanks uh, just on the, on the brand side I think many are curious kind of why brand will suffer so hard going into a seasonally strong period um, is is this more macro related is it is it given uh some of the restructuring is that having some impact and and I guess Evan if you could also follow up on that I, I know you've there's there's been a lot of change uh, wh- when do you expect that to kind of stabilize and that to flow through the system and you feel that like, you're on you're on the right foundation from, from this restructuring activity.
4: Hey, it's Derek speaking. I'll take the first part of that and then hand it off to Evan. I, I think, you know, first just stepping back for context on Q4, you know, even flattish year over year revenue growth is about a 15% step up on a quarter over quarter basis. So we are expecting revenue to grow, you know, seasonally at a pretty good clip. Um so the, the issue that we're seeing here is that if you look back to a year ago. You know, we grew at over 40 percent year over year in the prior year and you know many of the really significant macro impacts that we've seen over the course of this year weren't impacting the business nearly as much as they were a year ago so for example you know the persistent inflation we've seen this year but the ramp in the fed rate cycle as well as the onset of the war in ukraine that really had an impact on growth rates as we moved into q2 and so you know while we're still expecting really you know Pretty robust, 15% approximately year over or quarter over quarter growth in Q4. You know the comp to the prior year um, and the fact that the macro impacts have built up and compounded on each other over the course of this year is really making the back half of this quarter number one a little bit more difficult from a visibility point of view. And, and certainly, with the performance that we saw from the brand portion of the advertising business in Q3, you know gives the sort of informs our expectation of the decels we move through the rest of the quarter. Hopefully that gives you a little more context on that side of things. I'll turn turn it over to Evan for the second portion there.
2: Hey, thanks, Brent, for the question. Yeah, I mean, you know, these sorts of changes and restructurings are, are always uh, challenging, and I'm really just grateful uh, to the team and, and really proud of how quickly they've worked to, you know, adapt and really make sure we're focused on our uh, key priorities. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to take a, a little bit of time. we certainly. have have regained some uh, momentum and focus, but the process is still concluding in in certain countries where, you know, regulations require uh, that that those processes take a a little bit longer. So I I wouldn't say that we're, uh, you know, complete there. I think one thing I'm watching specifically is on the sales side. You know, we've got these uh, president roles, Ronan, Ronan Harris is joining a bit later uh, this month, um, you know, as our president of EMEA, but we'll also have an APAC president and an America's president, and, and we'll be putting folks uh, into those roles as soon as we can. Uh, you know, and, and in addition to that, we're also thinking about how to better organize our, our sales teams to go to market in a way that, that best serves uh, our customers, and we're sort of thinking about Q1 as the the timeline for that. So we're certainly not, you know, done uh, with this uh, process because we see more opportunity to, to streamline and improve, you know, the way we uh, serve our advertising partners i know that's something jerry's uh, thinking a lot about uh but but overall if you, you know if you just look at how the team has managed this period of time i'm I'm really proud of the work they're doing and and the progress we're making
0: this concludes our question and answer session as well as snap Inc's third quarter 2022 earnings conference call thank you for attending today's session you may now disconnect